So what I'm going to share with you today is uh, not the usual kind of message of encouragement, which is fine. We have done that most of the time, if not all the time, from this pulpit. So the subject I want to share with you today is something probably that you have not heard for some time. And it's not something that I picked up from out of the blues. It is from Deuteronomy chapter 31. And the subject is so appropriate, so relevant to not only to Moses as he transited to Joshua in Deuteronomy 31, as we now come to the close of Deuteronomy, but also at this phase of SIBKL. So let me read, first of all, the first three verses of Deuteronomy 31. Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. It is to all Israel. So what I'm going to say to you today, it is to all S-I-B-K-L. So if you are a visitor here today, you might wonder what is this, you know. So it's okay, excuse us, because a lot of what I'm going to share with you are in-house. Moses said, I'm now 120 years old and I'm no longer able to lead you. That's Moses, not Pastor Chu. So for Pastor Chu, I'm only 76 years old and I'm still able to lead you. At least for the next couple of years. So hear me out. So I have not reached that stage yet. But it's coming to it. That's why today's topic is very, very important. So the Lord said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy those nations before you. In other words, God will go ahead of you. Even though Moses, you are not there. It is never founders led. Always vision led. Moses, you're not going to cross over. But it doesn't change anything. The mission will still be accomplished. Moses, You've done your part. I am still going to be with SIPKL. God will destroy the nations before you and you will take possession of the land. And it's very interesting that the prophecy God gave to us in SIPKL way back, way back in early 20s. Even before this building was built, the prophecy was this. And the prophecy refers to Joshua and Caleb, you know. That was well over 25 years ago. Even before this building existed, God said, 
in one of the prophecies in our prayer meetings. I'm going to take you over to the promised land. But you must honor me. Like Joshua and Caleb. And I remembered the person who spoke that prophecy, his hand shook as if the anointing and God was totally upon him. He just shook. And he was not a person, a leader. No, he was just a, an ordinary member of the church that came maybe for the first time in his life in our prayer old meetings. First time he took, and at that moment, all of us was on the floor. Prostrated. He says, thus says the Lord. Even before this building was born, was built, it was on, in, in CP Tower. If you obey me and follow my commands, exactly what Moses was told to tell the children in Deuteronomy. Exactly. If you follow my commands, I will be with you like I was with Caleb and Joshua. But if you do not obey me, instead of a movement, this entire building, not yet built, huh, will become a monument. And the prophecy says that people passing by, BY, you don't even know it was BY at that time, or SMCC, SMCC never even existed yet, will ridicule you. That's exactly what the Lord says. Deuteronomy 31. I will be with you. But you must follow me. Joshua will also cross over the head of you as the Lord himself has said. There were two key words I shared with the leaders at the Leaders Advance last year in October. Because I told the Leaders Advance when we meet every year in October that the time has now come for me over a period, not tomorrow, but the process of handing over has started. But there are two key issues that we have to negotiate, need to process, need to implement before the actual handover takes place. And the two key words I share with you, and you find me and us mentioning it to you again and again and again, is transition and transformation. So everybody say after me, both on site and online, transition and transformation. Are you ready? One, two, three. Come on, talk louder. One, two, three. There's a difference between the two. You transit by handing over and in the process of transiting, we have to change. In other words, more than just change from the outside in, we have to transform from the inside out. Why? Because times have changed. 
mindsets must change. Understand? So it is a transformation. Without transformation, we cannot transit successfully. Understand? We have to transit and transform in order for us to cross over. And that's exactly what, again, is so amazing, right? That we are doing Deuteronomy this year. That besides just physically crossing over, the whole mindset of the children of Israel has to transit more than one way. Their mindsets from a slave mentality into a victor's mentality. From dependence on God for 40 years into now going to a promised land. In, from a slave to a soldier. From looking and dependent on Moses into Joshua. So many transitions. But and transformation. And this is what we must do as IBKL. We have to transit and we have to transform. And you'll hear me talking about this over the next at least two to three years. Okay? Please. What I'm going to share with you today, please take it very seriously. Understand? Take it seriously. Let me continue to read from Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6 to verse 8. God then continued to tell Moses, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified. Why? Clearly, transition is frightening. Clearly, transition is something that if we get it wrong, all the 27, 28 years of building SIBKL will come to nothing. If transition is not done well between Moses to Joshua, in the sight of entire old Israel, they may successfully cross the River Jordan with the miracle of the damming up of the River Jordan, but they will be mincemeat to the Amalekites. It's frightening. But God said this, do not be terrified. So we must now, therefore, approach this era in this church, not with terror, but with dependence on God. Not to be afraid, because God continues to say, the Lord your God is with us. It is very interesting that I'm taking this section of Scripture and it's not planned. I'm not so clever to plan it last year. But the timing is absolutely immaculate. So you hear me well. In verse 7, Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all Israel, Be strong. Be very courageous. For you must go with these people into the land that the Lord swore to their forefathers to give them, and you must divide it among them as inheritance. The responsibility upon Joshua is enormous. 
And the Lord himself goes before you, Joshua, and will be with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Only be very, very courageous. I just want to say this to SIBKL, that as we now enter this whole season, I want to share with you in a short while, see six key lessons that I learned in the whole process of transition. And then in two days' time, to the leaders only, I share with them a little bit more. Okay? So this is part one of two messages on transition. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, there are six key lessons on transition. And I want to be true to the passage. The first thing, transition is very spiritual. The whole exercise, if you look at the way that Moses was coached, tutored, instructed to transit to Joshua in the presence of all Israel, if you take away the spiritual aspect from it, it's very human. It's very crass, C-R-A-S-S. It's very humanistic. It is nothing to shout about. It's like passing over every year in a Rotary Club. The next president is so-and-so. Or the Lions Club. I, I, I was an ex-president of the Rotary Club of Kota Kinabalu before. I know what it is like. Just putting only the chain over you, ma. Not like that. Not like that. This is the house of God. And because... It's the house of God. It belongs to God. The entire transition process, as it was in Deuteronomy 31, so it is in SIBKL in 2022, it's very, very spiritual. Don't ever trivialize it. And we do that to our peril. Understand? Number one lesson. I look at the entire thing, I shudder. Because if I do it wrong, God won't be here. And we will be overcome, overwhelmed by the enemies around us who will want to destroy SIBKL. Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house. We labor in vain and builds it. How clear can we get? I'm not saying that personalities are not important. I'm not saying that. Ultimately, we have to translate that into persons or people. 
I'm not saying that process is not important. Ultimately, we have to institute a process of handing over. I'm not saying that practicalities are not important. We have to be practical. But overarching all the personalities, all the processes, and all the practicalities and pers- is still the overarching presence of God. Amen? You agree with me or not? Has to be one. Has to be. We have to do our due diligence. But more important than due diligence is our dependence on God. So the 40 days are coming. We must pray. We must pray. We have to see the face of God. You see, at the end of the day, it's never about filling my shoes. It's always about fulfilling the purposes of God. Am I right? Am I right? Never. Never about that person or person taking over my pastor Chu. No. At the end of the day, whoever takes over has to have the imprimata of God upon the person. Like Joshua. I told you that if we get it wrong, the entire prophetic destiny of SIBKL would be annulled, nullified. And I don't think any of us wants that. You know, it reminds me of Nehemiah. When Nehemiah went back to Israel to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we did that a couple of years ago, what was the first thing he did? Start planning? Start getting all the, the people to plan what are the strategies? What are, what, no. The first thing he did was at night, he went on a horseback alone, correct? Am I right? Nehemiah chapter 2. He went around on a horseback, surveying and wrecking all the ruins. And after a while, if you cross over the hall, it looks the same. Every stone is the same. But do you think Nehemiah was studying the stone? No, he was looking to God. Nehemiah, the first thing he did was, God, are you here? I have arrived after so many months traveling. God, tell me what to do. That moment was so significant because it was a divine moment between Nehemiah and God. And because Nehemiah acknowledged the utter dependence of God right at the outset, he was able to negotiate and overcome all the opposition. Am I right? One step at a time. Very important. The first lesson I learned, it is very spiritual. 
let's not bring it to this level. Because you bring it to this level, the whole exercise is just trash. And we cannot afford not with SIBKL. Second lesson. Not only is transition a very, very spiritual exercise, and let no one, nobody, minimize it. There is a divine order. There is a process involved. Has to be one. And therefore, it is incumbent upon you, upon me, upon all of us, not necessarily Pastor Chua, and therefore, I sit down there, I don't be bothered. No, don't do that. If this is your church, you'll be bothered. Am I right? How, how many of you are bothered? Show me. Encourage me. How many are bothered? Thank you. Thank you. Very lonely one no, up here, I'll tell you that. Huh? I thank you that I feel that you're with me. Am I right? Are you guys with me? Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. There is a divine order. There is a process that we must go through. And now, amazingly, as I studied the passage, you know, I, I, I want to be as true to the passage as possible. One thing stood out for me, and I checked it again. I checked it again, I checked it again, and I said, God, I could be wrong, but this is it. It's very interesting. Very interesting. Check me out again. Don't, don't take it as, 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 as gospel truth at face value. Is that there is a process when God, first of all, speaks to Moses before he spoke to Joshua. Am I right? God speaks to the pastor the senior pastors and the elders before he speaks to the successor. God never said to Joshua, Joshua, you go and tell Moses huh, that you are the one. Huh? And God never, and I never see Mo Joshua coming to Moses. Moses, I'm your chosen one. You see that? Never. Not only that, I check scripture and I discovered that the first time that God ever spoke to Joshua was in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 23. God never spoke directly to Joshua. What? Joshua, I'm insulted, God. That's how it works. That's how it works. Very interesting. Check me out on this. Only in Joshua, in Deuteronomy 31, verse 23, that we see this God gave his command to Joshua. All the time before that, God spoke to Moses to tell Joshua. Wow! But isn't Joshua important? 
it is, and here is my extrapolation, that only after God, in His due divine order and processes, and it is the same when Elijah handed over to Elisha, it is exactly the same when David handed to Solomon. The same process. God never spoke to Solomon first. It was David that has the responsibility to hand over and God downloaded to David all the time. And when the time came, he called Solomon in presence of all Israel. Tell him what to do. Pastor, this is not a new generation. Lah. New generation lah, must get our consent one. New generation must talk and talk and talk and talk one. Now, if I say no, means no. Lah. I don't see that in the Bible. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. You langa the biblical process and the divine order. Very interesting. Check me out. Check me out. There is a divine order. Why? Because Moses has to finish his assignments before the handover takes place. There are certain things that has to be completed one. If not, you hand over a half-baked cake. If not, you hand over something that is not done and expect the next generation to continue. Uh, no. There are two assignments. If I look at Deuteronomy 31, before the actual handover takes place in verse 23, there are two things. Two final assignments that Moses must complete. Number one, write the law. Write it in a book. I don't know whether at that time he had to write the Pentateuch. I don't know. What is the law? But he has to write the laws. Only Moses can do that. Write the book of the law. Second assignment. I don't know why. Compose a song. What? What is so important? I don't know. It's God's divine order. So only after Moses had completed a song, look at Deuteronomy 31. Deuteronomy 23 takes place. Why is it so important about a song? I don't know. God says you must sing the song. The song will remind you of me. All right? Ascribe greatness to our God, that kind of thing. And this is the only song composed on earth that is sung in heaven, mentioned in Revelations. But why? But don't know. It's God. Two assignments, Moses, you must complete. Write the book. Compose a song. Verse 23. God then spoke to Joshua. There is a divine order. It is therefore highly inappropriate. Highly inappropriate and totally unscriptural 
for anyone to come to Pastor Chu and say, Pastor, when am I going to sit in your chair? And you laugh, huh? It's happened before. Highly inappropriate. When God has told me to take over, when are you handing over to me? God will never bless. Why is it important that this has to be followed? Because if not, God is not with us. Understand? Can I ask you, how many of you were at our 25th anniversary? Before I say that, let, 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 let me say this. Succession to become the next SP is God's choice and never man's preference, understand? How, how many of you were here in 2019? Majority of you, but praise God, not all of you that means the church has grown. Amen? It was two years, just before MCO, no? remember? 20, uh, what, that? What, what date was that? 17th of November, right? Isn't it amazing? We celebrated that before the MCO came. Isn't God good? Come on, let's give God good. Isn't it amazing? Even now, eh, you're a celebrator, cannot celebrate, right? But God is so good to us. Isn't it amazing? And we were remembered. You, do you remember this or not? How so over 6,000 of us assembled in my tag, remember? Wow, we had a glorious time, amen? Wow. But you remember a theme? Our story, his story. The story of SIBKL is the story of God. Our story is history. It's God's story. Let no one write the book in the place of God. Very serious one, huh? don't play, play all. Oh. Understand? Why is it important that we must transit correctly according to God's will and God's choice? Because the mission has to be completed. The mission of SIBKL do not end with me or Pastor Lee Chu. It doesn't end. It continues. The mission of the children of Israel do not end with Moses. No! The, it will continue and Joshua was there to complete the mission. It's the same. Our story, his story, and the story of SIBKL is not ended with me. Understand? 
So whoever takes over has to continue the mission and the vision of SIBKL and not come in and deconstruct everything. Cannot one. Correct or not? Am I right? Am I right or wrong? That's why our story, his story. And so the story carries on. I want to say this. However the handover takes place in this church, whatever form it occurs, I want to preempt you that it will have to be the next generation. It has to be. And therefore, I want to preempt you that in the new era of handing over of SIBKL after Pastor Chu and Pastor, Mo, uh, Pastor Moses, Pastor Lee Chu is... After we have, we have not raptured, uh, we are still here, right? But clearly, we will no longer be in the forefront. We will still in the background. The next generation will take over. And I want to thank God for raising up the next generation of leaders. Come on, don't you think so? Come on, let's give our club offering for them. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Don't you think we are blessed to have such a new crop of next generation leaders? And, and they will take over. And when they take over, not if, uh, the expression will be different. Am I right? But the mission remains the same. Am I right? Am I talking sense or not? So that's the reason why you have to take what I say seriously here today. Huh? Because this is not, you're depressed, God is with you. You're anxious, which is fine, you know what I mean? This is a message you probably won't hear for many, for some time, but it's the right timing. Huh? We have to support the new leadership. So can I say to the older folks, I am uh, Pastor Chu no more here. I'm going to leave. Don't do that. Don't do that. Inevitably, the expression will be different. It will be more next generation. What's wrong with that? What is wrong with that? As long as the vision, the mission, and the core values remain the same. Am I right? Come on, let's give God a good trap offering. If you agree with me, give God a good offering. So I'm laying the groundwork today for what is to come, understand? So don't complain. Don't start, okay, I'm the first one to raise my hand. Pastor, what? Don't throw spanners. Resonate with us. Am I right? Okay. Third key lesson. Not only must we see the whole exercise as highly spiritual and bring God in, and I will elaborate more on this in two days' time to the leaders. There must be a divine order. There has to be a process. 
And not only must there be a process, there has to be a period of preparation. Deuteronomy 31 did not occur overnight. But this is stating the obvious. But this obvious statement sometimes is either overlooked or circumvented. Why? Because we are impatient. We are impatient. But when I look at the whole preparation, whether it be Elijah to Elisha, you know Elisha washed Elijah's head for 11 years? You know that Solomon was very patient. Absalom was was not patient, am I right? But that wasn't a handing over, that was a rebellion. Joshua was very patient. Why? There has to be a period of preparation. Why is preparation important? Because there are many things we need to put in place, let alone whoever takes over has to be processed. Am I right? If not, what will happen? It will be an unripe mango. Do you like unripe mango or not? Yucks! Sour like mad. Because the mango is not masak. It's not matured. Am I right or wrong? So you go and put an unripe mango up there, die standing, man. So the whole thing, it has to be a period of crushing, a period of testing, a period of preparation, like Joshua, you know, in Exodus chapter 32, when Moses was up in the hill receiving the tablets from God, you never see Joshua says, God, it should be me. Joshua was waiting halfway. And when Moses came down, Joshua, did Joshua know how many days? No. God didn't kill Joshua. Joshua, you say 40 days, huh? No. He just waited. And when Moses came down, and, uh, and, and, and at the foot of the hill, the golden calf celebration was going on. Joshua said, I hear the sound of war. Moses says, no. You're wrong, Joshua. It's a sound of singing. Joshua had to learn to discern correctly. Have to learn. And it doesn't come overnight. If not, you'll be in an unripe mango. Very important. Listen to me very carefully. These are biblical principles. And we will, if, if we shortchange it, we do that to our peril, understand it. S-I-B-K-L will come to nothing. I like what Pastor Fergus said just a few days ago. He said that crop grows slow, crab grows fast. So do you want crop or do you want crab to lead you? You tell me. In the process, what did Joshua learn? Joshua learned to be humble. You know that? 
Joshua learned to be hungry for God. And it shows. You know, when God met Moses in the tent of meeting, where was Joshua? Outside, right? Outside. And even after Moses had gone and the glory of the Lord has left the tent, where was Joshua? Still outside. Whoa. It tells me. This man is hungry for God, man. Not for position. And it was very honoring. Very honoring. So the success is in the process. Everybody say the success is in the process. Come on, say everybody here as well as uh, I'm going to finish soon. All right, not yet. Everybody, I only third one, huh? Okay, there's six. So everybody, the success is in the process. One more time. The success is in the process. Another word says it's a process, huh? There's a divine order, and that is my point. Number four. Transition involves changes. All right. Now, I don't labor on this. I just mention it. I move on. I share with you, right? Transformation, right? All right. There will be, and you hear more of it at the leaders' advance in October this year. So we are in the process of working out the whole transformation process in tandem with the transition process, all right? And you'll hear more of it even next year, all right? So in other words, it go hand in hand, all right? Everybody say trans uh, transition, transformation. One more time. Transition, transformation. All right, remember it, huh? Remember it. So, that, so when, when, when you hear it, no, the first time, no, it's not the first time you heard already, right? All right, I mentioned it many, many times already. Okay, so there has to be change, all right? And you hear more about it. Now, let me go to the next one, which is probably very important. Transition is a collective responsibility. In other words, if you belong to this church, you must be interested one. You cannot be disinterested. You cannot distance yourself from it all. You cannot do that. It is a collective responsibility. All Israel, all the elders are involved. They resonate together. We must own this vision together. We must cross over. Everybody is still together. All right now, as I told you just now, uh, if you are a visitor here, please excuse us. But I suspect that 99% of you are not visitors. Many of you are members of this church. It is very important that you see this exercise. Everything that I shared with you is spiritual. There's a due process involved, etc., etc., etc. You must own it, understand, and journey with us. Now, why do I say, when I say it is a collective responsibility, because it is very important that we must resonate with what is going on, all right, and support it. Very interestingly, very interestingly, 
in Deuteronomy 31 and preceding chapters, God spoke to Moses, be strong and very courageous. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 23, God said to Joshua, be strong and very courageous. In Joshua chapter 1, Joshua then said to the children of Israel, be strong and very courageous. See the, see the downline? God spoke to Moses. Moses spoke to Joshua. Joshua spoke to the children of Israel. And guess what? In Joshua chapter 1, verse 16 and 18, this is the children of Israel speaking now. Uh, they, that is children of Israel, answered Joshua, whatever you have to command us to do, we will do. Whatever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with you. Now, the children of Israel tell Joshua back, you will be strong. Huh? It has been communicated down to the grassroots. And everybody resonated. Am I right? It's the same. It is highly improper and will not be successful if you hear a mad cap like me jumping up and down and all that, and you are wondering, what is this fellow doing up there? No. You have to be part of the whole process. You have to own it. You have to resonate it. And very important, you heard me say this many times, all the more as I BKL, we have to be united and we have to be in what? Unison. Have you heard me say this before? And I say it again. What do I mean? All the more, we have to be united in whatever choices the leadership makes and you've got to trust us. You may disagree. Do you know that there was another person besides Joshua who, who, who is a very good candidate? Who is he? Is Caleb mentioned? Is there any record that Caleb started a rebellion? Huh? Like Korah? No! Was there a, a, a segment that is Caleb, 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 decide Joshua, Joshua. No. They were all united. They were all unison. That's what I say. This whole transition process has to be a collective responsibility, correct or not? So you don't sit there and say, there's nothing to do with me. No, it has everything to do with you if SIBKL is your home church. The difference between a choir and a street protest. The choir can sing in unison, but within the choir, there could be a lot of divisions. They are unison, but not united. The street protests against black racism. They are all united with a cause, but are they in unison? More than ever before, church, listen to me very carefully. I ask you, be united. Be united. 
Is there a biblical precedence? Yes. The Tower of Babel. You know, at the Tower of Babel, the people who built that tower to reach up to God, not only were they united, they were in unison because they speak the same language. And because they were united and they were in unison, God said this. God said this. If as one people, speaking the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. It is so important, my friend, listen to me very carefully, that as I KL in this couple of years, as we transit, we must stay united and not allow anybody or anything to divide us. Can I say a, hear a loud amen from you? Can I loud, hear a louder amen from you? We have to. Understand? We have to. Finally, this is very important. And I got it from the whole study of Deuteronomy. Transition is not only a collective response and so forth. It is predicated on covenant. That's how serious it is. Not only is it spiritual. Hey, uh, spiritual is such sort of a vague term, right? Spirituality, I, I pray, 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 all that thing. God tell me, God tell me. No. Covenant goes deeper. Why? Because the whole Deuteronomy exercise is covenant. Am I right or wrong? Two weeks ago, remember the covenant. Two weeks ago, renew your covenant. The whole process of Deuteronomy 28 is based on what? Covenant. The whole SIB family is a covenantal family. Don't ever trivialize it and come here based on contract. Why? Because if you come on a contract, if things don't go on right, you leave lah. But because we are covenant, we are sons and daughters of the house. And as sons and daughters of the house, we don't leave. We stick with it through thick and thin. Am I right? Only hirelings leave. Am I right? But this is covenantal. The whole exercise is covenant. And that's what it is. I'm going to close. I shared with you some principles that I will continue in two days' time on the whole area of transition to my leaders. That we have to take this season and period of SIBKL very seriously, taking into account all the six key lessons that I shared with you today. Let me close with this statement that SIBKL is in covenant with God and we are in covenant with one another. Don't bring it down to this level. Please, don't ever do that. This is not this level. It is this level. Understand? 
Many of you in the corporate circle will know about the sigmoid growth curve. That in any organization, initially there will be an exception and a high period of sustainable exponential growth than what we have had in the last 27, 28 years. Since 1994. Then comes a period of maturity. If we do not have the next round, it will decline. A lot of companies, because they do not take into seriousness this sigmoid growth curve, they have gone to the decline. Where are we now in SIBKL? We are here. If we do not transit, either we will stagnate or we will decline. But if we transit well, then SIBKL will now go into a new exponential phase for the next 27, 28 years. You understand what I'm saying? It is not optional. Pastor, why can't you stay on for another 10 years? I can if I want to. I, I don't want to. Because in many ways, I have reached my lid. I've done my best shot, understand, to lead this church to where we are today. But it's time for me to hand over. Understand. But the handing over has to be successful. Has to be. And I implore you, it is not a one man's job. It takes a united corporateness of spirit to do it together. Am I right? Do you resonate with me, church? Do you resonate with me? Let me close. Let me close where I began. Do not be terrified. I'm not terrified. Do not be discouraged. I'm not discouraged. Because God is with us. Amen. Let's pray. Let's pray. I shared with you that this message is not the usual type of message. Huh? And it so happens that it's Deuteronomy chapter 31. And it so happens that this is in this season of the development and the journey of SIBKL. Don't you think it's God? Don't you think it's God speaking to all of us here? I don't know about you. But I believe God is speaking to us. That in this phase, a very critical phase in the journey of SIBKL, the mission, vision of this church is not over, not over, not over. Like the children of Israel with Moses, it's not over. We have to cross over successfully, transit successfully the River Jordan. But even after the crossover, there are battles to fight. 
listen to me very carefully, there are battles to fight. We still have to fulfill the vision and the mission of this church to build a strong, excellent and dynamic church that will influence the nation and impact generations to come. And we owe it to our children to do it well. Whoa. I really feel there's a tremendous significance and, of, of what I shared with you in the last hour or so, you know. That all of us, if you love this church, understand? If you have come to SIBKL through all your individual stories, how you were discouraged and you came here and you were encouraged again. How before you came here, the fire has more or less died down and when you came to SIBKL, the fire is reignited again. How you didn't know about Jesus Christ and you came to this church and someone brought you here and you accepted Jesus Christ and SIBKL is your only church. I don't know what your journey is, but I want to say this to you. Your story is His story. Your story is our story. So let's transit Together, shall we do that, church? Shall we do that? Amen. Hallelujah. I'm watching the time. Oh, Ramanda Shandai. I'm speaking to those of you who are members of this church. If you somewhere along the line this morning resonated with my with what the Lord has shared with me, I want you to stand with me to encourage me. I just want you to stand by standing. You say, Pastor, I resonate with you. Yes, Pastor, I want to own the vision. I want to be part of this process. I want to do it together. Together, not only with you, but together with the leadership. Together with God. Amen? Together with God. So that me, being a member of this church, I own the vision. And together, we will not only transit and cross the Jordan well, but we will conquer all the really 33 kings. Amen? Wow! We will conquer all the 33 kings in the promised land one by one. Whoa, we will put our, our, our legs onto the head of all these people and we hate them. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Father Lord, for everybody here who stood up. Father, as you look down from heaven, you see what is in our heart. Yes, Lord, we are imperfect. Yes, Lord, we are far from being perfect. But we are here on cause. For the cause. We are here on cause with a mission and a vision directly from the throne room of God. And we will do it together. And no matter what, we will stay united. And we will be in unison. Oh, hallelujah, Father God. Build us up, Lord. Tell us, tutor us, coach us, teach us, guide us. As you have guided Joshua in the coming days, in the, in the, in the past, do that for us in SIBKL in the coming days. Oh, Father, we depend upon you. We love you, Lord. We love you. We are in covenant with you and in covenant with one another. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's amazing. You know, almost 100% of you stood up. I didn't expect that. So God, even as you have led us so far for 28 years, I want to pray, God, in the next two years, 
when we celebrate our third year's anniversary. Wow, absolutely wow. It will be awesome. And I would have prayed that all of us will still be here with other people that together, together, Lord, we will overcome. Together, Lord, we will cross over. Together, Lord, we will fulfill the vision, mission, and the core values that you've given to the founding fathers so that the very purposes and the mission of SIBKL will continue on and on and on so that the blessings of God will go from generation to generation to generation till Jesus comes back again. So I thank you for the people that you've given to us. Thank you, Lord. Such a wonderful, wonderful church. I bless you. So now separate us with your blessing. Bring us back safely home. Go back home and bless your families, church. Go home and bless your families. And so may the Lord bless you and keep you this day. May the Lord make His face always to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn His face towards all of you and always grant you shalom. In Jesus' precious name, my brothers, we will say, Whoa! Yeah. God bless you. Have